Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, a look at the Australian film industry or a couple of things that are going on. We know, of course, that MIF, the uh, Melbourne International Film Festival, is going on at the moment. But uh, we're going to tell you about a few other things as well. Uh, The uh, Natalie Miller Fellowship uh, is uh, inviting women in the Australian screen industry to apply for its annual grant of up to $20,000. Did you know that? Our mission is, as they say, is to inspire female leadership and this grant is designed to recognise, nurture and empower the next generation of female leaders in the screen industry. Now, the applications are open to all women in the screen industry across all fields, from production to exhibition, broadcast, distribution and post-production services. The fellowship will support those seeking financial assistance in pursuing professional development through attachments, internships, secondments, travel and other means. Now, the applications for 2018 Natalie Miller Fellowship close on Monday the 20th of August and so it's the right time to consider putting in an application for guidelines and to apply online visit the website that's www.nataliemillerfellowship.com and I'll spell that N-A-T-A-L-I-E-M-I-L-L-E-R fellowship so no bones about that name so if you are in the running for that kind of uh, don't don't get uh, have a look at the guidelines see if there's anything in there that uh, might fit you uh, there um championing the uh, skills of women and making sure that the system reflects at least the 50% uh, value of women, if not slightly more, of women in the arts area in the world and in life in general. So have a look at it. It's a positive step. The other thing that's interesting is uh, Queer Screen is also on the uh, championing female Filmmakers at the 6th Queer Screen Film Fest, which is the 18th of September to the 23rd of September 2018. Now, it's actually in uh, Sydney, so I'm giving you these details now because you might decide that, you know, this is your thing and you want to make a special trip up to 
uh, Sydney to be part of the 6th Queer Screen Film Fest. It's featuring 29 films from 12 countries, including 15 Australian premieres and a massive 55% of film directed or co-directed by women. Queer Screen Film Fest showcased a diverse range of LGBTIQ stories across narrative features, documentaries and shorts. So uh, have a look uh, at uh, Go Online. You can find them. That's uh, Queer Screen Film Festival. You'll find them up there. And the dates are the 18th of September to the 23rd of September. Now, there's a few other things. Oh, there's this really interesting thing that I was going to follow up on, which is the virtual reality cinema. A new season of VR films are now screening at 178 Johnson Street in Collingwood. That's between Hoddle and Gold Street. Now, if you're interested in uh, virtual reality films, this is... uh, uh, it's a short film festival style program. You can see four to five short VR films in single settings of 20 to 30 minutes. It's all very interesting. Uh, 12 VR seats in this intimate shopfront venue in Collingwood. Uh, they're going to be showing the Exodus, be physically immersed in the herds making up part of the two million wildebeest that embark on a long and treacherous journey in an endless trace towards the rains. It's really, really interesting stuff. Um, there's uh, also The Invisible Man, uh, heroin. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, no, that's right. That is one of these. It's interesting because there's something else. A heroin stash, an outstanding debt, and a game of Russian roulette, each click of the chamber revealing a little more. My goodness. <laughs> See, baited breath stuff, virtual reality. Anyway, if you want to know more about the virtual reality cinema, which is uh, at uh, 178 Johnson Street, Collingwood, uh, between Hoddle and Gold Street, then uh, look up virtual reality cinema cinema cinema.com.au no bones on that address either very interesting stuff Uh, the other thing is that I wanted to tell you about was a film that uh, I just saw which is and it came out last year but and it was taken off to the Venice it was invited to screen at the Venice Biennale and I actually interviewed the uh, director of the film and it's called um, West of Sunshine. It's a uh, great film. I saw it yesterday and I was absolutely blown away by the sensitivity of it. And the thing that was really interesting about it was that it was, uh, not only was it acted really beautifully and uh, with great nuance, it's the uh, debut uh, feature of uh, Australian filmmaker Jason Raftopoulos, and uh, the name gives it away. He's of Greek descent. Uh, and it is uh, set, a lot of the uh, places are incredibly familiar to people who live in Melbourne. So you get some fantastic tracking shots of the uh, Footscray Road and uh, uh, the city and um, various other elements within that side or the western side of uh, Melbourne. And if you ever get a chance to see it, uh, I presume that if I was seeing the review uh screening then there must be a theatrical release in offing 
Now, I couldn't find where it's going to be shown, but uh, look out at probably at somewhere like Nova. Very great, uh, very interesting, uh, lovely film about a man who is with his son tracking through the day of his life in a, in a sort of a, a gut-wrenching, desperated, desperate uh, um, journey towards uh, realisation about what's important but uh, actually uh, trying to find um, some cash to pay a debt uh, that um, will lead to violence otherwise. Uh, very interesting uh, film. Now, uh, before I go on to our main interview for the day, uh, which is going to be about a film called Undertow, which is uh, uh, going to be shown at MIF, um, premiering at MIF, uh, a film that was funded by the MIF Premier Fund. Uh, I got a couple of double passes still to C'est La Vie, which is a French farce that's going to be on at Nova at 10am this Sunday. Say la vie, give us a call on 94198377 for your double uh, double pass to go and see the film. It's, it is at 10.30am on Sunday. It's a very nice thing to do on a Sunday morning if that's the sort of thing that you're up for. Your name will be on the door, so give us a call. It's all, uh, on Sunday at uh, August the 12th, that's this Sunday, 10.30am at the Nova double pass, give us a call on 94198377 and leave your name. Now, that's a reminder to the people who already rang up. It's on this Sunday. Your names are on the door. We're expecting you there and uh, it should be fun. Uh, But uh, before we go on to have a chat with Miranda Nation, who's the writer-director of Undertow, uh, here's some important announcements. You're on Showreel on 3CR. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. 3CR's Radical Radio book is now on sale for just $30. You can get your copy of 3CR's book at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. On sale for just $30. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. We are on 3CR with Annie and uh, we have got Miranda Nation, writer and director of Undertow. Uh, G'day, how are you Miranda? 
I'm well, thanks, Annie. How are you? You're enjoying Myth? I'm loving it, yes. It's a whirlwind of invention. <laughs> Films, it's wonderful. Yeah, and uh, congratulations on your film, which is premiering tonight. Undertow. It's Thank on, you. Yeah, yeah. It's on at 9.15pm tonight at uh, the Forum Theatre okay. and it's part of MIF, right? There's a reason for why That's it's right. part of MIF, isn't it? Yes, it's one of the MIF premiere fund films. So MIF was one of our investors. Actually, they were the first to come on board. So they've been an integral part of getting the film made and uh, we're now having our world premiere at MIF this year. Yeah. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey into making movies, Miranda. Uh, So I started as an actor. Um, I studied overseas in Paris at a school called Lecoq, which uh, I guess has an ethos about making your own work. Um, And when I came back to Australia, I started writing, writing work for myself as an actor, but then became more interested in stepping behind the camera and then... um, yeah, gradually began making short films as writer-director uh, with always the end point of uh, making my first feature. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, that the journey of uh, writing for for your own, you know, so that you as an actor can actually perform, that's a very interesting yes. stepping stone, isn't it? <laughs> yes, which didn't end up being uh, what I ended up doing, but I guess, uh, you know, Part of my impetus was to write strong, interesting roles for women uh, because there seemed to be a bit of a dearth of those in the the industry. So, yeah. Well, that's interesting because Undertow is actually a film that, uh, one, it's very topical because it's built around... uh, one of the key elements in it, strands in it, is the uh, unsavoury uh, expose of uh, violence and sexual predatory nature of uh, the celebrity ethos that comes out of a- a- AFL. Uh, That's right. Yes. Yeah, so can you speak to that? That was one of the reasons for why it was considered to be important to be told, really, I guess. Yes. Well, um, as I said, I always wanted to tell a story about Two women and a complex relationship between two women. So not a you know not a romantic or a sexual relationship, but one that uh, in which they sort of represent two sides of the same coin um, and confront each other to discover things about themselves. So that was the kernel of the idea. And then as I was writing, um, and I always wanted to be set in Geelong, and I was I was reading a lot about uh, these stories in the media about these you know. Young women, not always young women, but who were getting caught up in, um, as you say, unsavoury situations with with celebrity footballers. And I was really fascinated by the double standards that operated in that kind of world of sexual politics in in sports and in other um, realms where, I don't know, there's a certain sort of power that's given to these men and, and somehow that seems to... Uh, allow people to turn a blind eye to what is really, you know, atrocious behaviour. I mean, I think as we have been in post-production, the whole Me Too movement has happened and things are really changing and shifting, um, which is great, and that really reflects the sort of issues we've explored in the film. It's it's a very interesting uh, portrayal of uh, female characters because... uh, uh, 
often um, female characters are seen as uh, extensions of the male characters. In fact, yes. this, the female character, the male characters are an extension of the female characters in this film <laughs> Overtow, uh, Undertow, I'd yes. say. That would be, that's fair yes, to say, right? I agree. I think absolutely. And I, look, I really hope that those male characters are also complex, you know, nuanced characters uh, and not kind of cardboard cutouts, which I think is often what happens with female characters in a lot of films where, as you say, they're just an extension of the male characters and they exist simply as the girlfriend or the, you know, the lover or and, and have quite sort of thin um, one-dimensional roles. Uh, I did not want to do that with the male characters, but certainly it is a a female-driven story that revolves around the two female leads. Yeah, I I actually think that the male characters are actually not two-dimensional in the sense that they are an extension of the uh, economic and celebrity world that goes with the jobs that they've got you know like they're not as mm. if it's not as if they're separated they, they're they not self-motivating which is quite an interesting critique mm. Mm, that's interesting did you feel um, obviously you've seen it did yeah. you feel you had some empathy for the, the men did you feel that there was a kind of a you know um Yes, and I thought a complex that complex morality to their to their actions, or did yeah. you feel it was quite black and white? No, I actually thought there was more complexity to that uh, morality mm. because the fact that she—I mean, I don't know—the uh, fact that she was alone when she had her miscarriage is a mm. great indictment. And the fact, uh, but you you do this very clever thing in this film. Uh, every time you think, ah, oh, there's going to be this black and white. Uh, to, to use that sort of simplistic term, uh, mm. you know, uh, uh, attributing of motivations, there goes into the, you go into this almost forensic and uh, almost, uh, what do you call it, a, a detective style uh, where, in fact, jumping to conclusions is, uh, you're interrogated as an audience member, you jumping to conclusions is interrogated. Mm, oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, <laughs> Thank I you. think that's quite successful. Yeah, yeah, oh, I do. Oh, good. Thank you. Because we never actually know where her husband lies, but it's definitely not mm. as uh, as the uh, the donkey that you kind of think he sh- he is <laughs> mm. <laughs> at some mm. stages. You know, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like, uh, it's a pretty yeah. unforgivable thing to have someone go in a uh, deal with what she dealt with. Uh, it's a very interesting explora- exploration. And uh, did you find that uh, because you were looking at female characters that you were more involved in the uh, mental state and uh, the difficulties of portraying a mental state in something that is a film, which is all about mm. drama? Can you talk, talk to me about that? Yes, look, definitely that was um, something that, we struggled with during the development of it. Um, you know, we got the feedback a lot that the protagonist is not empathetic. Um, you know, that the female protagonist wasn't empathetic enough that people wouldn't engage with her. And, you know, I often wondered, would people say that if it was a male character? You know, does a male character have this same onus to be empathetic as a female character seems to have? You know, there's so many male characters in films that are quite shut down and taciturn and tough and strong, you know, they don't necessarily have to be empathetic, but we consistently got that feedback. People Mm. are not going to engage with her. She needs to be a bit softer. She needs to be a bit, you know, more 
kind of understandable. So I think that that was definitely something interesting and challenging in, in writing a female lead. Uh, in terms of the, the mental state, I mean, we're playing with psychological thriller tropes in that it's a very subjective telling from Claire's perspective and, you know, um, in the psychological thriller, often the, the protagonist's um, mind is the kind of the antagonist um, and their distorted thoughts and, um, and struggle to grasp reality is the, what creates some of the suspense. Um, you know, again, I think that that's um, probably a genre that, that hasn't been, you know, hugely <laughs> um, popular due to the sort of internal nature of, of the drama. Um, so, yeah, you know, the thriller, the, the traditional thriller that has the kind of the external thrills and chases is uh, probably a more easy, an easier sell um, in terms of marketing. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, I think so. And uh, also, but I would also say that um, the issues that are involved in this film, like having a miscarriage, this is, I mean, I've met people who have had, I mean, I've had a child, but also, but I haven't had a miscarriage, mm. but I've mm. met people who have, and it's a deeply disturbing uh, uh, event, uh, and yes. you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's... And it seems, uh, you know, so many people have, and yet it's not really talked about. And That's right. Once I started researching it and talking about my film, you know, pretty much every second person I spoke to had... <laughs> some story, not just women, but men who have been through it with their partner, you know, people who were going through IVF and had lost, you know, I spoke to, I went and got my car washed one day and just sort of chatting to the guy, he and his partner had been trying IVF and had seven miscarriages, you know, and it was deeply traumatic for him as well, not just, not just for the women involved. So, I mean, the woman in this case, but women in general. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it is a kind of an internal thing and that's something I, I was also trying to play with, with this idea of body horror in the way that, you know, the body is still so um, incomprehensible, even though we've got all these wonderful advances in medical science, there's still so many things that can go wrong in pregnancy or in illness, um, you know, that, that fear of what our bodies can do to us or fail to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think you actually confront that really well. And I think that uh, it's got a very Greek tragedy element to this. Did you, was that something, is that something that you were thinking of? Or, I mean, it does tap into Um, human emotions there. Not, not, no, not so much the Greek tragedy. I mean, in some sense, the um, the chorus of whispers that surrounds Angie and her story, I guess I I could, I could see that parallel. Um, The young woman. the young woman you've mm. got in it is really good. She's very good. Mm, yes. Olivia the young. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. She has amazing screen presence. Doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, and she and that I have to say that uh, probably the most powerful shot in the whole film is the uh, the last Oops, shot. Sorry, lost you there for a moment. Oh, is the last shot with uh, her in her school clothes. That was just unbelievable. Are you there? Oh, it's talking! It's talking in tongues. I think uh, Miranda's gone. Are you still there? <laughs> Someone should gather these for sound effects. I think we'll have to leave it there. But anyway, um, are you still there? No, nah, we'll let her go and see her films. 
Um, that was uh, Miranda Nation, and uh, yeah, holding your breath because she's at the MIF uh, Films, which are taking up uh, the uh, lives of uh, serious film devotees and uh, people who make films in uh, in Australia. Film festivals are incredibly important, not just for people to uh, get their films out there, but also to ensure that uh, they get to see a huge range of other people's films. Uh, so uh, anyway, Mir- Miranda Nation, who is the director, writer-director of Undertow, which is having its world premiere tonight, Thursday the 9th of August, 9.15pm at Forum. You can buy tickets, go down there. There's also going to be some additional screenings Sunday, 12th of August, Holt Central. Hoyts Central, sorry, at 7pm and Sunday the 18th of August at the Kino Cinema at 4pm. And as uh, devotees of cinema, you will know that the various places that you sit and watch a film has a big uh, effect on uh, your uh, appreciation. Okay, now returning to uh, one of the things that I was talking to you about before, the uh, French farce. This is Going, Going, Gone, double passes to see it on Sunday at uh, 10.30am, 94198377. If you don't ring in the next uh, five minutes or ten minutes, you will not be able to come for free. You'll have to go and buy tickets when the season starts. Okay, I'm going to leave you with uh, more of uh, Nasisi Wanadamu. Bye-bye. Up next is Published or Not. Nasisi Wanadamu Tumekumana
Published or Not has been around for years, but now Jan Goldsmith is joined by David McLean. We will chat about... You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.